0: Hi, I'm Abby and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. So have I emotionally recovered from the release of Olivia Rodrigo's debut album, Sour? Like not even a little bit. If you subscribe to the newsletter, and I hope you do or will, um, over at wehavenotes.substack.com, you can... See, and you know that I have basically lost my mind over how good this album is. I wrote a novel over there, so you can check that out. Um, I won't repeat everything I said, but my goodness, my little teen dream just really knocked it out of the fucking park. Uh, There are no skips, as the kids would say. Uh, She has tapped into the unresolved teenage pain of Gen Xers, of Millennials in a way that is leading a number of us to full on cry while listening to various tracks on the album. um, Like I go to therapy and talk about a lot of stuff, but I don't know if I've dug into like some of the deepest stuff from like being a teenager and not like I had terrible things happen to me. Just like the general, just being a teenage girl and being a, a teenage girl who is anxious and type a and and a people pleaser and you know focused on success and and all those things that i like this 18 year old has really gotten gotten to it in a way that others before her have but it's just like there's you're like rage dancing around your room um you're crying over a ballad like it's a whole range um, and it's been pretty much critically acclaimed across the board. Like Pitchfork loves it. Rolling Stone loves it. Everyone loves it. It's not just uh, popular. it's it's ac- critically acclaimed too and and really has led to some excellent Twitter chatter. <laughs> so um i would I would suggest tapping into that if you haven't. I my favorite one, this I put this in the newsletter, but um was this woman, April. Kio, I'm sorry if I mispronounce her name I retweeted it on my Twitter feed too Um, if this Olivia Rodrigo album came out when I was in high school I would have been escorted out of IB English in fucking handcuffs which is like nothing has ever felt more true to me or this other comedy writer Marcella Aguello, wrote of course I enjoyed the Olivia Rodrigo album because dudes really ain't shit at 17 or 47 and that is some truth too um, I mean, brutal, like Brutal's the opening track and she kind of talk intros into it and it says, I want it to be like messy. And the song and the album are in like a very beautiful way. Like, I mean, these lyrics and I'm so sick of 17. Where's my fucking teenage dream? If someone tells me one more time, enjoy your youth, I'm going to cry and I don't stick up for myself. I'm anxious and nothing can help. And I wish I'd done this before and I wish people liked me more. I mean, that's a dagger. And then, like, because I love people I don't like and I hate every song I write and I'm not cool and I'm not smart and I can't even parallel park. Like, that's some fucking great lyrics. And then there's songs like Favorite Crime, which is making my friends and I dive back into feelings around, say, losing one's virginity to maybe not the perfect person. Or Happier, which honestly is just a really fucking good reflection on a breakup. Like, be okay, be happy, but not as happy as you were with me. And I feel like that she's putting like an updated little twist on Alanis's. and every time I scratch my nails down someone else's back, I hope you feel it. When she sings, say you love her, baby, just not like you love me and think of me fondly when your hands are on her. I hope you're happy, but don't be happier. Like, my God. So listen, if you haven't listened to the album, like, please check it out. It's And then she's got the merch is so cute. The cassettes and CDs, like Alexis and I talked about on a previous episode, they're there also a bucket hat. She's going to make me buy another bucket hat because that says it's brutal out here. I love her so much. Um, And we're going to talk about her hairstylist a little bit later in the show. But another thing that if you're not following Keith McNally on uh, Instagram, please do that immediately. Uh, He is the restaurateur who owns, well, what is essentially my cheers in New York city, the Odeon, but Balthazar Pastis. uh, Lucky Strike, which was one of my favorite places back in the day, like uh, uh, Morandi, like all these places. So anyway, he is in a feud with Graydon Carter, the former editor in chief of uh, Vanity Fair and, you know, two like powerful uh, people in New York, especially. Yeah. So anyway, like apparently Graydon made a large lunch reservation at Morandi and and didn't show up. I used to live right down the corner from that place, too, in the West Village. Um, it wasn't there yet, but then it opened. Anyway, sidebar. You don't need to know that. But, and Graydon didn't show up. It was a large party. Like, Keith is mad. I guess his, this has happened before. So he has just taken to his very lengthy Instagram captions to get real fucking petty about it. And it's fantastic. I'm so into it. So, of course, this is a very New York Post, page six type of story. It's a niche New York feud. It is. It is so great. Like, just just go on and just, like, read all his captions. He's like, that fancy fucker isn't allowed back at my restaurants. Like, he can't come to Balthazar. He can't come anywhere. It's it's so good. And then the other thing that broke over the weekend that is one of the only things I would like to talk, to about, talk about for the foreseeable future is uh, this Taika Waititi, Rita Ora, Tessa Thompson situation. Um, so the Daily Mail... Has a bunch of stories. I, I saw them first just on Twitter. And I was like, what is happening? But the Daily Mail has all of them in the story. So they are on a balcony in Australia where basically it seems like all the fun happens these days. And there is, they are cozy. They are intimate. The three of them, like, again, we do not know what just happened. But I think it would not be a huge stretch that the narrative I've created in my head could be... Not super far from the truth, so it it to me it's like they have just had an all night like party that ended in a coke and ecstasy slash molly slash booze fueled threesome, and they are still feeling it. Like wow, you know, like someone on on Twitter was just like, yeah, no, those those people definitely just fucked. Um, so. I would so Taika Waititi. If you don't know, he's an actor, writer, director, like very much a renaissance man. I mean, in a lot of ways, I guess. Um, he did the, the movie Jojo Rabbit. Um, worked on what What Do We Do in the Shadows? Thor Ragnarok. He directed. He worked on episodes of The Mandalorian, which I did not watch, but I know a lot of people did. Um, and he's directing the new Thor movie. That is in production in Australia again where all the fun is happening like people scream singing Taylor Swift songs in bars and also parties like party parties and then Rita Ora who's a singer and actress like British tabloid staple I would direct you to one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to religiously who weekly for all of your Rita Ora needs because she is like their patron saint Um. And there's even a weekly segment called What's Rita Ora Up To that has its own theme song. So Bobby Finger and Lindsay Webber, like they they know everything about Rita Ora that there is to know. And and also the pod is awesome and, and they're awesome and so funny. And then Tessa Thompson might be the most familiar face in that crew to a lot of people. I've been clocking her since she showed up on Veronica Mars, but she's um, the female lead in Michael B. Jordan's in the two Creed movies. She's she's in. The Thor movies and like Marvel, like MCU, like she shows up in Avengers movies. Um, she was on Westworld, which I could really only get like one season of Westworld in um, and in Annihilation, which I really love. And like a lot of other stuff, she's insanely talented. So anyway, they, yeah, they've got all these photos and I am here for it. I, you know, again, we don't know what transpired between these people, but it, something did and it looks fun and, you know go for it you guys like that's that's awesome but <laughs> i mean i it, you know this is a very like the internet took took hold of these stories because these paparazzi shots came out and like looks like people are having mimosas in the morning anyway check it out like just get, you'll you want to be in the know on this uh okay so now that i've uh cleared the old notepad off here we will get to my conversation with my very good friend and my personal beauty guru gwen flamberg when we come back This week's guest has been one of my nearest and dearest for around 20 years, which is wild considering we are still in our late 20s to early 30s max. But Gwen Flamberg, (laughs) there she is. Gwen Flamberg is the consummate fabulous New Yorker with the best head of hair I've ever known in real life and a wickedly witty brain beneath it. She is one of my most favorite travel partners, and we have taken many a hilarious press trip and regular trip together over the years from Paris to Montauk to St. Martin and beyond. She is currently the executive editor of Beauty and Style for Us Weekly, where she also hosts her very own fabulous podcast called Glam Squad Confidential. And ever since I stopped covering beauty full time as a job, and I mean, frankly, Ever since I've known her, she has been my first stop for any and all product and procedure questions that I have because she knows it all. We can obsess together over red carpet looks and celebrity hair and makeup at any given moment in time. And she was actually the one who broke the news that our our old pal Daniel Martin did Meghan Markle's makeup on her wedding day. So like when I know she say she knows some shit, she knows some shit. So we're going to dive into some of that today, like who we love to lose our minds over on that front and how celebrity beauty products have evolved over the years, as well as another beautiful icon and staple in our lives, one Mr. William Bradley Pitt. He of recent Man Bun fame and truly a lusty staple of our hearts forever. So please welcome one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Gwen Flamberg. Hi, Gwen.
1: Oh my gosh. Hi, Abs. I wish that we were in Paris right now.
0: I mean, so much. (laughs)
1: But also, I love that you have exposed one of my traits that is like not known by very many people. I mean, some people think that they've heard rumor of it, you know, that I'm a hoarder, that I'm a beauty hoarder, which is how I know absolutely everything about everything. It's also because I hoard beauty products, but it's all right. You You know, it's like I've heard it's not hoarding if you're surrounded by fabulous stuff.
0: It's not. And it's like, I mean, you do turn it into your profession. So it's not like it's going to waste, like, not literally not to waste with the products, but like, you look at what you put out into the world. Just the information you give me alone is like everything. Like, if I need to know, and if I need to know, like, who did that? lip on that celebrity i mean you have it all like encyclopedic knowledge in your brain it's wonderful it is
1: it is in my brain and we are recording on the day it is the anniversary the third yes. anniversary of prince harry's wedding to one megan Markle. and yeah that was really Indeed. exciting
0: that was so exciting
1: yeah it was you know i had a reporter or um editor-in-chief at the time jennifer perros she was actually in the press pit in windsor which was Mm -hmm. how we got the release just a smidge before um, other outlets did. But, you know, honestly, it was buried. The glam, and I don't know why they did this, because I believe that glam is the most important thing that can ever happen on any given day. But the glam was all the way at the bottom of the release about, the dress, you know. At first, it was about the dress, and then it was about right. the significance of all. Remember, there was a lot of embroidery in the dress on the veil flowers,
0: with the Commonwealth on the veil, flowers right, and all yeah.
1: the flowers from the Commonwealth. And then at the very, very bottom, it said the glam, and it said Miss Markle's makeup was done by her friend Daniel Morton, and her hair was done by Serge Normand. And it yeah. was just like that was like wildly <gasps> exciting news to break.
0: I just got to chill again thinking about it.
1: Like, dude, it was an exciting day. Oh,
0: it was an exciting, so exciting. Day. I was yeah. like, Daniel did her makeup? That's so amazing. And Serge, of course, is just, like, iconic. And Daniel is, like, um, you know, has just come into his own so amazingly, has always been so talented. But that was obviously a huge moment in his career. Um, Massive. And, yeah. I mean,
1: they were friends. You know, yeah, they, they were really, like, actual, yeah. real friends. Like, the way that yep. we became real friends. Like, not just kind of, like, we're in this industry and we see each other a lot. And so we're, like kind of work friends They they became real friends yeah when she was a working actress so i think that it was sort of a given that he was going to do her makeup but nobody you know nobody knew for sure until that release came out and then yeah. surge that was a total wild card because yeah there were rumored to be so many different hairstylists who were supposedly working with her it was a uh, pretty pretty wild you know obviously people thought it might be daniel hersherson who Kate Middleton went to all the time. And then people were thinking that it could have been Johnny Sapong because he does Victoria Beckham's hair in London. And, you know, obviously Victoria Beckham is quite close with Meghan Markle. She was at the time, they still are. Yeah. Um, So it was really like nobody knew. Hair was the big mystery that, you know, when you're in our game, it's like we had been trying to break who was doing the glam and who was doing the dress and all of that for you know, like six weeks leading up to the wedding. And it was just a really exciting moment.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing, you guys, Gwen knows errors in this case you know, they found out, right. Like, you know, that was tight lipped, all all that stuff. But in terms of like other non-royal celebrities, like she knows who's doing whose hair and makeup, like sometimes what the inspiration is going to be before we ever see it, like hit a red carpet. So it's very exciting. And then once that's happening, I mean, when it is like a big event, you're covering it in real time, obviously. And like getting like, not only just who's doing it, but like interviewing these people and talking to them about their inspiration and how they come up with these looks. And I love all that stuff because it is, it's, it's like, I was talking about with my friend Ruth on a previous podcast about styling. I mean, with the glam too, it's a whole, it's, it's. There's so much that goes into it, and so much inspiration, and artistry, and and collaboration with the celebrity, and the hairstylist, and the makeup artist, and the wardrobe stylist, and all of it. And it's just, I love it. I ne- I never want to stop knowing all the behind the scenes. It's so fun.
1: Totally. You know, I mean, it's really amazing because at Us Weekly and on our website, usmagazine.com, the beauty and style vertical that I oversee called Stylish. Yeah. On red carpet nights we get, you know, 40% of the site traffic goes to stylish, which on a normal day, we're at about like eight to 12%. Yeah. And we're, you know, we see immediately that people are just scrolling through those pictures. They just want to see the pictures. You know, we know that because they're on the gallery for 12 seconds, but they've gone through 40 page views. You know? right. so we know that they're just like looking at the pictures at first. And the thing is, is that the fuel behind those looks is that glam squad it is that behind the scenes that like makes the magic right like that's the secret yeah. sauce so it is always so fun to kind of get that um you know to get those anecdotes straight from the people oh, who love were it. in the room right they are the people in the room they're making it happen um, it used to be a bit more powerful before Instagram and all yeah. manner of social media kinds of ruins our lives. But
0: you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and many, on, on so many levels.
1: So exactly, many levels. exactly. But, um, you know, now it's like the hairstylist and the makeup artist, they use social media to tell sure. their own narrative, blah, blah, blah. So we're not, you know, I don't think that, fans are waiting with bated breath for us to report these things and i think that's part of what made that moment with you know who did the duchess's hair and makeup for her bridal moment what made it so exciting to break because breaking those things are so few and far between now
0: yeah, totally. But who who do you like in terms of both the celebrities and the and the hair and, and the hair and makeup people? Like who are who do you think we should be paying attention to right now? Like who's doing the coolest stuff? Like I, mean, I you know I'm Abby, you know I'm very into Olivia Rodrigo and I'm obsessed with her and her hairstylist, Clayton Hawkins, is my yeah. new fave and the braid work they are doing is spectacular. Well, have, you ever,
1: have you ever met Clay, Abby? Do no. you know Clay? Because no. I know Clay.
0: I know I was going to ask you if I'm assuming you do, but I love his work very much.
1: Clay is fantastic. He has become he's one of the foremost extensions experts in Hollywood. And of course, he's like incredible with all manner of braids and ponytails, et cetera, et cetera. Super creative. But Clay was Mark Townsend's first assistant when he was just a wee thing. Oh, I didn't and know that. Yes, and so I first met Clayton Hawkins on a Unilever trip because every year, you guys, Unilever does an immersion trip with editors where they take yes. us all away and keep us as a captive audience so that they can launch all of the products from all of their brands, including Dove and Suave and Tresemme and Caress and you know, all of their brands at one big event and all of their celebrity experts are there as well. So, you know, in addition to getting all the news, we also have this amazing, really powerful one-on-one time to actually really get to know these artists. And that's, you know, that's when you, you, you and I would be on those trips together. Abs, it's like, yeah, that's when you really kind of like go deep and you're like, all right, this is my person. No, this is my person. And, you know, we connect on so many things, not just the styles that you do, and and that's what sort of forges the relationships that you keep throughout your career. But so, Clay, you know, we met on one of these Unilever trips, and then I think the next year again, and it happened to have been one year where to close out the trip, there was a DJ, and everyone was kind of like, oh my God, there's a DJ that's so weird, like nobody (laughs) wants to dance. But I got to tell you, we all got down, and Clay was one of the most, my like favorite person to dance with that night. Uh, he was like so much fun and just so laid back and, and so cool. And yes, he is incredible. Now he's out on his own and, and wow, to be working with Olivia is just magnificent. I'm so excited. I feel like he's
0: all the, uh, like the young cool girls are very into him. Like Charlotte Lawrence uses him, I think. And like Dove Lizzie Cameron, Olson. like Lizzie yes. Olson, who I love Lizzie Olson so much. Um, and I love her older sisters too. Uh, I will always love Mary Kate do. and Ashley. Okay, so yeah. sorry. Who else? Who else are you into? So
1: I just want to say, and I, I I know that um I I don't I hope you just, you're smelling salts nearby, but really the people that I'm most excited to see hit a red carpet right now are the guys like Harry Styles. Harry. Yes. Uh,
0: your guy. Yeah, you know, right? I but know. Like,
1: well, he's the best. When Harry Styles hits a carpet, and usually there are wardrobe changes. Yeah, it's just you know, the creativity, the innovation, the the drop-dead sexiness, it's like, mm. that's what's really exciting. You know, I have to say, like, at the Oscars, at the Brit Awards, it was all about the guys and what yeah. the guys were wearing. You know, really, it's like, that's where the fun and excitement is right now. You know, Jared Leto was always someone who, yeah. like, you know, at the end of an award season, when I would look back to kind of try to do like my own little awards, like who had the best hair throughout award season, it would just always go back to Jared Leto. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. hilarious. But yeah. also, he has a facts. great head of hair. Yeah. <laughs>
0: facts I mean, facts. matter.
1: Well, that's the other
0: thing. It's like, if someone's doing something interesting, you could be like, I don't love it, but it's interesting. Like, I just want people to try yeah. things. So even with the women, like who, and I get inspired by guys' looks all the time, but also with women, like they, so if someone tries something, even if I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it fell flat or it didn't work, but like, at least you tried something interesting, you know? No, totally. And, like, and the statement, so,
1: you know, like Lizzo, yeah. Lizzo is one of my favorites yes. on the red carpet because she just she goes there like it always has a theme and there's always some meaning behind it and she's just not afraid and you know it's like if you're gonna do like late 80s realness you're doing late 80s realness from top to toe and I just I, I love her and I love that you know these are the good things that social media has given us yes it's kind of like this visual entertainment that you know let's just talk for a second about millennials versus gen z right and like sure instagram has been really fun but instagram ushered in what you know you and i have talked about over and over again but it was kind of this moment of what i called authentic inauthenticity <laughs> you know yeah. it was like really for sure really in the in the name of authenticity everything was fake 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 from the filters that were on photos, but right down to the makeup that was like this kind of spackled on, turning your yeah. face into a canvas of, you know, contouring, like heavy duty contouring, which is just about like, all right, well, let's create facial structure. And that led to a lot of, you know, injectables and plastic surgery yep. and people who kind of shouldn't be doing that quite yet. Right? The yeah whole point like we're of, of we're both. down
0: with it but yeah <laughs> like maybe no, no, not when I you're mean, 19 oh, no, no. 20 listen, I'm, yeah I'm totally
1: down with with an with a needle you know I'm down oh, with me a too me too
0: I started at 32
1: and in retrospect I wish I would have started at 30 but me at too. 24 years old you know and that was Botox I quite honestly yeah. did not do filler I didn't dabble in filler until I was like 45 Abby yeah you know well you didn't sort of need like, it Right, because but I was sort of trying to like just look five years younger, like get my face back from five years yes. ago. Whereas twenty-four-year-old girls are actually trying to sculpt their faces;
0: they're changing into yeah,
1: yeah, into Kylie Jenner, who by the way has right. also sculpted her face using into all Kylie Jenner. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she also sculpted her face <laughs> into Kylie Jenner. Versus, you know, Gen Z, who have just made TikTok explode. And the reason why I think TikTok is so exciting is because it's about entertainment. It's not about perfection. It's about celebrating imperfection. And I think that's a really powerful movement, not just for
0: the next generation, but quite honestly, for all of us right now. That's what I'm so drawn to. I'm like, these people are funny. And I don't I am not thinking about what some. I mean, I know there are corners of TikTok that are absolutely dedicated to spackling your face and whatever. That's not what's coming up in my algorithm. But like, I am just so into how funny and talented and entertaining these young people are. Like, I am not like looking at what they look like. I'm like, you are making me flat out laugh out loud. Or... or no, 100%. Be, like, you're the, so clever and yep, so interesting. The entertainment,
1: the entertainment and... You know, they're not just showing a picture of their mile-long lashes. They're actually showing a hack how to use a product from the drugstore to get the look of extensions with a product from the drugstore. You know, and I just think that's really cool.
0: I love it. I love it so much. But I think let's let's just go there right now. You were just talking about men on the red carpet and style (laughs) and beauty, and I think there is one person that has been that person for us for so long, and that's Brad Pitt. And, mean, and, and and not just in his, like, I mean, like we're going to talk about all of it, the, the movies, the relationships, the man bun, like he has just been there for us all for so long. I love him so much. I, and he just gets better. He just keeps looking better. I don't know how it's happening.
1: No, he, he does. And quite honestly, I think at this point in his life, he's the most comfortable mm-hmm. he's ever been in his own skin because, you know, we talked about this for years and years and years too like not that many people know that Brad Pitt is like the vainest man alive who yeah. goes and gets facials and goes and gets filler in his pockmarked skin you know like he's he's someone who does not shy away from like looking in the mirror and wanting to improve his appearance and going there you know and i
0: love that yeah oh my god
1: totally but now i just think he's totally comfortable in his own skin I, I don't even know where to start with him. I'm mean, Like, I what is your, hear-
0: where does your history, like, where did it begin for you? Was it like, for me, it was Thelma and Louise. And then uh, kind of a little bit earlier, I didn't know his name yet, but he played the boyfriend of this girl, Charlie, on Dallas, which I was very into, but I didn't know his name. Like, that. I, Thelma and Louise, I remember sitting in the movie theater until the credits rolled in high school, and I was like, we were like, We have to stay to find out who this person is. And then when that movie came out on video, we would rent it, sit in my friend Stacy's basement. I remember this (laughs) so clearly and pause when he would do his stick up, you know, scene in the shirtless with the jeans and the hairdryer. And we would just pause it. And we were, you know, like our young nascent sexual beings were just like, okay. Well, this is very important. We need to watch this. And then it continued from there. But like, where did yours begin?
1: You know, I always thought that he was super hot. Like Thelma and Louise, obviously, like, yeah. we like, oh my God, who's that guy? Who is that guy? Yeah. But really for me, it was Legends of the Fall, which, yeah. you know, yeah. I had, yeah. it was like, I was like newly dating someone. Who yeah. said to me, you know, like I think it was like a Friday night, and he called me on the telephone because that's what we did then. You guys.
0: Yes, he called a, a me on phone the with a cord, or maybe it was cordless, <laughs> exactly. but it might have been cordless, but it was no, thick it, and chunky. No, he called me at my office.
1: So, uh-huh. it, oh, it oh, there had you a go. Cord. Yeah, And there was no caller ID then. It just said outside call. It was either inside call or outside call. So (laughs) someone was calling me from outside the building. And you didn't know
0: who it was. You had to just pick up the phone.
1: You have to go out on a limb and actually answer the (laughs) dang phone. (laughs) 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 And it was this guy, Daryl, who I had been on a couple of dates with. And it was Friday night. And he was like, all right, I'm going to get tickets to the movies. How about if we go see The Legends of Brad's Hair? And I was like, "Oh yes, oh yes," because that Daryl had really good hair too. He'd really oh, well. Wow. He obviously uh, and had we an went appreciation. to see Legends of the Fall, and I have to say that like mm, that film still, I still, still go back. There are some movies, Abby, and you know me, so you know that like I recite like the last two lines of a movie.
0: Yeah, all the time. absolutely, always. This is true. This is very true.
1: But with Legends of the Fall, it's like, I always go back to that, like, that final scene with the voiceover. Mm. Tristan was always between one world and the next. I mean, come on, one world and another. Tristan was always between one world and another. I mean, and then, like, the arm up fighting with the bear. And it's like,
0: still in the spank bank, you guys. It is. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I get, like... Uh, emotionally turned on when he the way he cries in that movie is like Tristan crying when he finally like breaks down and he puts his hand over his face and he's breaking down about his brother and it it speaks to me deeply and like that Tristan I mean that's just it's iconic and I owned it on VHS I I, I think my mom put it in my stocking one year like the VHS (laughs) tape. like that's how much my family was like she needs to own this movie because you could still watch things then you know on VHS and rent and rent things yeah I think I think it's streaming on HBO max currently if you have that there's a great there's a great film library on there like they have their great shows that they're doing but they have a hardcore film library on there that's really great but yeah I mean that movie and you know what I was talking this is Sidebar, but like I said, something about Anthony Hopkins chalkboard at the end of that movie to someone <laughs> or the other. Oh, it was to Tia, and I was just like laughing. She was like, "Not the chalkboard." And I was like Not the chalkboard, but I mean, it's a stellar lineup in that movie too. You've got Sir Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt and uh, oh, it's Henry Thomas and Naden Quinn and and Julia Ormond, who was at like peak.
1: Pete it girl, girl right kind around.
0: of yes. status then too. And then and then you move into like, and then he's a, a huge movie star, right? So like Seven is obviously very important to me for my dark soul and for my Gwyneth and Brad love. Well, because let's that's... Just talk
1: about, yeah, let's talk about, you know, the dating history because really yeah. it's like in my Ugh. line of work, I've looked at so many pictures of people yes. through the years. So that moment when Brad and Gwyneth were dating they had the exact same hair color. Like they were like two golden children.
0: And then when they, when she got the short hair and they both had the deep side part, short hair, same color. Like that is one of the most iconic iconic couple like looks of all time. Of all time. And they were so huge. And obviously like, um, content on the internet wasn't like what it is now. So it was in the magazines, you know, and it was just like coverage of their relationship and they're, in, you know, dating and they're in this movie together. and And then that movie was huge too. I mean, I went to see it like opening night and I ended up writing, I took this it was like horror film and literary theory class my senior year and like found a way to work seven into a paper. <laughs> like I did. was like, of course, of course did. I did, it but very also cerebral I'll... film. Yeah. Cause I was like, also it was like, I'm an English major and I'm deep and there's so much literary, you know, I like, <laughs> how you are when you're 22 or 21 and you're like, I am finally, you know, I'm into things and I'm into film, right. but it is just a really good movie and I will watch it every time it's on television and it's, you know, obviously really Bucked up but like I love it and he's so good in it I think that's the other thing he's beautiful but when he's good in a movie he's so good and oh, 100% 100% and also and long haired Brad also in his small role in True Romance is one of I think his best performances oh, where t- and
1: then ugh. he started dating Juliette Lewis I, mean, right. I, love, I love True okay, Romance yes, I thought yes. True Romance was like ugh. True mo- Romance was just like it was super. I, I just when I saw True Romance, I hadn't seen anything else like it.
0: Yeah, because before. it was like the you beginning know, like it of was like just what so trippy. Tarantino. I mean, Tarantino wrote it. He didn't yep. direct it, but like it was like his way, which yeah. was so new and so different in his way in of your writing face. and. In your face. And then, like, I mean, talk about a guy who loves a pop culture reference. but And and he has such a history of, you know, and you see it again in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But, yeah, so you've got the Gwyneth. I mean, I feel like with Brad, like, when he was with Juliet, like, they had a similar vibe. And then it was, like, Jennifer, they're, like, the golden California couple.
1: No, absolutely. Well, you know, here is my theory. Because, you know, my theory is that he didn't feel hot in high school. My yeah. theory about Brad Pitt is that I think he had true. acne in high school. He was sort of in this like rinky dink town and he did not see himself as hot. I don't think that he was confident, which is why he kind of like, he just sort of dated, you know, like kind of like co stars. And then Aniston, it was like Hollywood's Golden Girl, but like sort of basic. Yeah. So then when Angelina Jolie basically like sunk her claws into him while they were filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And by the way,
0: Abby, you've seen that film, right? Oh, my God. Minnie, it's so sexy. I love it. It's so hot. It's so hot. Like you almost
1: feel embarrassed watching the film. Like you're kind of like, I feel a little funny about this because the chemistry, their chemistry was so
0: off the charts. It was like of course they had to fuck like i don't i mean yeah and then he was like
1: this is now the hottest woman in the world likes me me you know and that's i think what led to the divorce but i will tell you that like it was before i worked at us weekly i was still at fitness magazine and i remember the cover of us weekly That was the talk that Jen and Brad were having on the beach in Cabo, right? Like they went to Cabo. Yeah,
0: yeah. To kind of like, like, Exactly.
1: They were trying to work it out, or like he was telling her, I'm sorry, I just can't be in this anymore. But like the pictures of her with the 7,000 tissues.
0: Oh my God. I remember
1: talking about it in therapy. Like I literally remember saying to my therapist, you know, like they're just the perfect couple. And if they can't make their marriage work, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to make my relationship work. And my therapist told me that she thought I needed to come in like twice a week.
0: (laughs) It's, I mean, I get it. (laughs) She was like, "Uh, that's how everyone felt. Like, I, I remember exactly, I was in LA on business and I was having dinner with some friends and my friend came in and was like, oh my God, oh my God, Brad and Jen announced the divorce on and it was like on cnn and and we were getting ready for dinner and we're like all sitting there and we're all just like oh my god like the table and this was a table filled with people who like work in entertainment and it was like oh god what do we do with this like no one knew what to do with it like it felt personal and like painful but then also you're (laughs) like well then you saw mr and mrs smith and you're like well that was fucking inevitable like what okay I mean not that it's right or right but you're just like oh well that that was just fated to happen and then obviously it led to the whole narrative you know the team Jen and team Angie and all that whole narrative which by the way those tissue pictures didn't help Jen Aniston on that front and I'm sure she is so sick of it all but but then you know then but we all felt enough invested that when they like Touched arms at a at the Emmys or whatever was at Emmys or Golden Globes where they b- twenty twenty. You mean like yeah. what
1: I maintain was the only good thing to happen in twenty twenty, Abby? That would have been at the SAG Awards. Oh, was that was SAG stage. Yes. <laughs> she was wearing a white dress, cut on yes. the bias. I don't think this girl has looked this good since she was twenty two and on Friends. Like, and you know. Maybe they said five, like, exactly five words to each other and brushed hands, but quite honestly, (laughs) it was a moment that, you know, not only did it break the internet, but it just, like, it was the only thing I could talk about literally for, like, the entire year. Like, I was like, this is the only good thing to come out of this goddamn Because also,
0: it was, like, January, and then the world fucking ended and and but even just in that night before we knew that our lives were going to be irreparably changed they They were changed changed in a good way by that moment
1: (laughs) in that moment in that moment I mean I can't even tell you like I remember Uh, like talking to my editor-in-chief about it and he's English and he was like he was either like at a movie, or like on a dinner date, or something, and he's just like, my phone just kept blowing up, and he was like, I was certain that the queen had died. <laughs> like, he, like <laughs> it can't be anything but the queen is dead. And I was like, well, it was pretty close second,
0: pretty close second yeah. in terms of. I mean, and it was like across demographics, across every age group, across like, and everyone was just like, this is it, this is it, we've peaked as a world. Like Jen and Brad have publicly acknowledged each other in a friendly and nice way and we all died like we were like
1: okay and also it's just like listen what did I you know why did I um get so attached emotionally to those pictures of her crying on the beach and why do people buy us weekly magazine when there are you know splits on the cover or you know huge fights or like miscarriages or people relate to celebrities in these moments. And I think that 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 moment with Jen and Brad, and of course they both looked the most beautiful they've looked in years and years and years. People related to like that moment where you're like, yeah, I had my heart freaking stomped on and destroyed, but then I found forgiveness. And then we kind of like, you get to that place with an ex where you're like, I I can love you as a friend. Like I can love you and have that really sweet moment and know that that's all it is, but it brings me comfort and joy. And by the way, that brought me Abby comfort and joy.
0: Absolutely. And that you can look back on a time with a fondness and less with pain, you know, and like, totally, and it did bring so many people comfort and joy. And I think, you know, as ridiculous as it can sound it's not ridiculous like there's a re you know there's like levels to like what we are interested in as a culture and who we are interested in and it has real resonance into real people's lives it's like first of all if you if you attach affection to a celebrity there's nothing wrong with that of course I think there's nothing wrong with it I I do it all the time but (laughs) but like but like, you want them to be okay and you want them to be happy. And like that gave everyone like some closure. And then yeah. also, like you said, it, it, it can reflect back into your own life the same way the breakup did, right? You're like, okay, totally. well, it could be okay. They're okay. She's okay. He's okay. I mean, they've been okay probably for a long time with them. You know, we don't know their inner, you know, they've exactly. seen each other, but publicly to us, it was like, okay they're fine. Like they're better than players. They're good. They're like yeah. happy for each other. They're both, they were both having a stellar award season, right. you know, like she was so acclaimed, she was getting more critical acclaim than she'd gotten in a long time for the morning show. And I, morning which I think show. she's great on. She's I think the amazing. show was uneven at times, but I think it found itself a little at the end, but she was excellent the entire time and she doesn't always get that cred like i I, she is underrated i think sometimes as an actress and then he was obviously like on a the run for once upon a time that ended in an oscar and 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 he hasn't you know he has had moments like that he has certainly and i i think he should have won for moneyball and like other things but he also i mean back to your point about like he didn't think he was handsome in high school and he maybe wasn't like that guy it's like the thing people say about him all the time that he's like a character actor trapped in a leading man and like people say that all the time but I think that's true and he developed other parts of his personality in a way that you're like someone who's that hot like also you see it in what he produces with his production company and things he's not in, you're like, Oh, and he's like his interest in architecture and all these things, which also are allowed to you when you're like a mega, you know, millionaire and whatever. But I think he's just like, I think on the surface one might go, Oh, well, he's just beautiful and like a beautiful dum-dum. And he's like, not at all. Right. And yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's very fascinating to me. And their relationships. And so now it's like, of course, everyone was so interested. Remember when everyone thought he was dating that scientist for a minute? Um, yeah. You know, a couple nearly. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: yeah, I mean, she seems real nice. You know, I mean, I'm, I am I'm very glad that he has been very careful about his dating choices since the split. You know, I don't know that he was so careful with that woman in Germany who was basically like... Oh okay. yeah, polygamous, but you know, no big deal. <laughs> so it's okay. I mean, she was very, very pretty. And here's the thing, you know, it's like celebrities are allowed to have fun flings too. Like that's exactly. what I, I always think, you know, of course it's like I run the beauty and style for Us Weekly. I stay very, very far from the entertainment side of things. Yes, of yes, you do. I do love hearing about everything.
0: Yes, but you know, but that's, I do not, think that's that... not what you do. Like that's right. what I so, do at the magazine, so, yeah.
1: Right, so, you know, I have to kind of like, always tell some of our reporters when they're like oh my god well this is like they were touching hands while walking the street And I'm like you know friends kind of touch hands too and also like some people have like friends with benefits it doesn't mean that they're together together and also like he's allowed to have a fun fling and it doesn't necessarily mean that he's breaking up a marriage of somebody who by the way had an open marriage you know it's like nothing right Right. Nothing was untoward really there. It was just kind of, like, interesting to watch all that unfold. But, you know,
0: whatever. It's so interesting. It'll be
1: interesting to see who he dates next. I mean, listen, with J-Lo dating Ben Affleck, I think it would be really cool if, like, he went on a date with Jen Gorner. Just saying.
0: Oh. Wouldn't that be fun? I would be into that. You know I love her so much, too. It would be um, interesting. I would be into that. You know, they're both very – they've got a lot of kids, like they could, you know, they're yeah, in the same age yeah. range. I mean, he's older she's, than her, obviously, but I mean, he, he looks, is,
1: but we know that she's attracted to men who have, you know, who, who need yeah. saving,
0: right. Men yes. who Like have addictive <laughs> yeah.
1: personalities. We yes. Know that.
0: Yes. Yes. I know. I mean, so back to like our most recent interactions with brad i mean interactions via photography and television and the internet were the man bun like you and i had so many conversations about the man bun i loved it so much i mean it was a little knot like at the back of the head it wasn't like a top knot it was like at the back of the head it was a a A (laughs) chignon
1: it was it was a it was a the man version of a chignon now at first i wasn't into it because i have to tell you abby i love his hair down
0: yeah. You I do. love his hair down. You but do.
1: It's a little bit longer now than it was the season before, you know, when he was, yeah. you know, on the circuit for um, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, which was like the dreamiest hair ever, like mm. that perfect sort of lob situation. Yeah. I think his hair is a little bit longer than that now, which quite honestly, I'm like, bring back the legends of Brad's hair. Yes. But then it really grew on me because I just love like what I love about him kind of all through the years, but especially now, is that he's he's kind of, he personifies the way that I think everyone should feel when they get to a certain age and a certain stature in their life, which is like, you know, it's the passage of time and experience that just gives you this confidence to, like, be who you are. Yes. Just unapologetically, like, you know, unapologetically, I want to wear a mansion, Jan. And I'm going to do that because I'm Brad Pitt and I'm hot and I've got the swag no matter what.
0: Yeah. Isn't it a great, I mean, I feel like I'm more in that place than I used to 100%. be. And it's like a really nice place to be. And if you want to wear a fucking man bun to the Oscars, like you do that, sir. And by the way, oh, he- I was hot for it from the jump. Cause it, you know, <laughs> who else loves a little man bun is Harry Styles. And he'll oh, just yeah. do a little tie up that little top part of his hair when it's longer. I mean, he's had it cut a little bit for these past two movies, but it when it gets a little longer, he just likes that up at the top. Or like in the 1D days when he had the long, long hair, he would just tie it oh. up in a proper bun. And Heaven. I am here for it. Even though long hair Harry is not my favorite Harry, I am into it when he has like those curls. He has to tie him up. We both have curly hair. You got to tie it up sometimes. Like that's what you got to totally.
1: do. But the thing, you know, I think that the thing that's like so amazing about Harry Styles is that he's just like... The guy literally, like, like sex appeal comes off his body like <clears throat> sweat. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. He's
0: why well, I, kind of, I, I, he, I think he's a witch. I explain it because I think he's a witch.
1: Like his power. He, he really could be, Abby. He could be from another land. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right because you know it's like we haven't seen sex appeal like that. Like that kind of like, you know, he takes that swag to the next level. But you know, I just. I hope that he never comes out with a fragrance. Harry. What do you think? Or you want him
0: to have a fragrance? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Right. No, it's no, I don't. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right.
1: Like I'm happy with him fronting. Like be a Gucci.
0: Yes. Right. But I I don't don't want want him mm -mm. to have his own. I mean, I'm sure he smells magical, but I do not want (laughs) like HS, you know, Harry by Harry Styles. Like I don't. No, there are some celebrities where that feels right, and that does not feel right. Yeah, just be in the Gucci fragrance ad. That's 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 enough. That feels good.
1: I mean, it Ooh, is really interesting how, like, for years and years, and like our entire career, it was like, yeah, you know, there was J Lo Glow, and there were twenty-four iterations of it, but that was a license, right? It's like Cody owned to the J Lo. Right. You know the JLo Glow fragrance line, and she would, of course, like do some events. Like I went to Vegas a couple times for like well, remember the first launches.
0: Remember the first launch? Yeah, it was, at that it was on big. the on like the was it a Trump building? Um, but this was a long <laughs> time ago, but it was like on the one on the East River near the UN, and oh, it was yeah. up on that so high we were, floor and yes, like the 90th yes. floor, and it was That's that right. gorgeous. And it then it was a sit down dinner, and then they launched fireworks on the river. For the launch right. of the fragrance
1: no it was pretty and i think teenage.
0: i think by the way that was if i'm remembering correctly it was when we were unclear about who she was dating and people were like is she back with puff is she back with puff and it turned out that who she was dating was ben affleck and we just didn't right. know it at the time it was oh like bennifer God. was happening under our noses but she was so lovely at that event too she's so i remember my co worker cindy we went together and we were like meeting Jennifer, you know, like the, she was basically doing like a receiving line. And, and I was like, hi, nice to meet you. Like, you know, I'm Abby from YM, da, da, da. whatever. We have a brief conversation, whatever. And then Cindy just shook her hand and goes, you're just so beautiful. she was like I can't believe that's what came out of my mouth and I was like well she is and it's striking in person so you just you know you said what you said it's all good that is so funny
1: and the last conversation I had with her which was just probably about like gosh I think it was three years ago when I went to Vegas for to see her was that like all of me, or whatever oh, that Oh yes, us. I remember
0: was, when you went. I remember yes, when you went. Yeah, with the last, with the last
1: fragrance launch. I think it was the last one that she did for Cody. Because now she's come out with her own fragrance, right?
0: But right, sorry. Back to your point, it was like she didn't necessarily own that. Her name, no, right. Was it was being she used. was just. Yeah, it was
1: the license. But the last conversation I had with her, we did like, you know, the photo op backstage, and they yeah. literally say to you, like, they come out and they say to you, like. Don't touch her, like, don't make extensive eye contact. Because it was in Vegas. So there were other fans other than just like the few editors who were yes. there. Yes. But of course, it was like I threw my arm around her and I used the like outer borough thing. Like, I was like, I'm from Queens. We're both outer borough girls. And she was like really into that. I love so it. our picture. The picture with her is like absolutely incredible. We're both smiling like ear to ear. And so, by the way, it's like if you want to connect with her, just like, you know, it's, it's go back to Jenny from the block. She's into.
0: that. Yeah. You're like on the six on the six. Well, that's like that <laughs> great picture I have with Rihanna from oh, yeah, that that, uh, that trip uh, with Nivea um, in Germany. And then we were in Germany and then we were on this boat. And they also didn't tell us that we were about to meet Rihanna. I'm like windswept, like in casual, (laughs) like my hair, I've been out on the dock, like the deck of this boat. And then they're like, and now you're meeting. And I was like, what's happening? And like, we knew she was performing because it was this huge 200th anniversary or whatever. And she was doing, she was a spokesperson at the time, but we, she wiped an eyelash off my eye. And then we have a picture of us both like making very like animated faces at each other, like talking. Cause we like had our little moment. I was like, you just got to find your moment and then you get so a great shot too. No, yeah. exactly.
1: Well, it has to be again, you know, authenticity when you're actually really enjoying someone and having fun with someone. And, you know, I think with Rihanna, it's like, she's a real wild card. Like sometimes she doesn't want to mingle with people or she would make people wait like seven hours to come down, literally. So like I don't think they ever say that she's going to come down, but all of a sudden she'll be like, I want to mingle. And, and you're on. Like, it's like, there you go. <laughs> that
0: must've been what happened. They were like, Pretty come cool. inside. And I was like, I'm in a jean jacket and like a sundress and my hair has been blowing. And it was like, I, I mean, I didn't care. I was like, just get me next to Riri. Like I'm in. Um. Well, so yeah. And then that's the thing. It's like, we've seen this evolution of kind of, celebrities like and they still are many of them you know might be a spokesperson for a brand but then obviously over the course of our careers we have watched so many of them launch their own brands to varying degrees of success um and now and it's like how who do you think is doing it who? What brands do you love right now that are like the celebrities themselves? Like they're not they're not just a spokesperson. Like that's their brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am really into Selena Gomez's Rare Beauty, and Same. I have to say, you were the person who you were like, oh my god, that pinch blush. Yes, is amazing, and yeah, you know, I mean, I think that all of this came about because celebrities all wanted the contract they wanted the beauty contract because it was just right. easy money you know but it, it, most of them were like you know the good ones were were you know like the average one was like a seven-figure deal like if right. you could get six million from a big cosmetics company that was a good deal and then i think it was natalie portman that broke the 10 million mark um but you know for dior like and, and now it's just gone up and up and up so But not to the degree then celebrities saw that influencers were launching these lines. Like a Kylie Jenner started the whole thing with the drop, right? Like to create this exclusivity and create a line and they would sell through it. And they were becoming like billionaires, like selling their own brand for like $1.6 billion to the majors. So I think celebrities were like, well, hang on there, influencers. We were here first. Right. And and the ones who have the good head on their shoulders, they're just creating their own lines now. I also do, I have to tell you, the Jennifer Lopez skincare is really next level amazing. She's got this dry sheet mask that is off the chain. I mean, it's just super amazing.
0: Okay. I haven't tried it yet, but obviously, you know- if you tell me to try something, I will, I will be purchasing it immediately upon the famous, <laughs> this call. <laughs> and um, I mean, she's, she's gone all in and she was kind of, you know, and even when her name was being licensed, she was like branching out into areas that people like she, you know, when she was doing the clothing line and she was doing the, and again, they were licensed. And now she's got kind of the ownership part of it down too, but she was doing things earlier than people were doing that too. Obviously the celebrity fragrance has been around for a long time. I mean, Elizabeth Taylor and her success with fragrances and all of that, but then to go into like, and then obviously being, like, the face of something. But then J- J-Lo was like, I'm getting into all the businesses. Like, I'm in movies, I'm in music, I'm in cosmetics, I'm in fashion. I totally. am well, doing it all. it's like,
1: it's a lot, quite honestly, it is a lot more lucrative. You still have to be a hard worker. Like, Jennifer sure. Lopez has all of these things because she's such a hard worker. But, right. you know, they can create a line and then literally look to sell it for, like, A billion dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars, which, you know, as much money as they're going to make on a film, you know, it's always the back end where they make the most money. It's always in the licensing and the right. So, and syndication and and blah, blah, blah. So they just, the smart celebrities really get that. And then also it's another way to just connect and be even closer to their fans. Like, you know, I'm not Lady Gaga's house laboratories I'm not a huge fan of most of the products because I think a lot of them are like not the best quality. I've heard that they're reformulating everything in the line. But there is this amazing liquid eyeliner. You know, Sarah Tano, Gaga's makeup artist, who is really involved in the brand. She created this liquid liner that I swear to you is like the only liquid liner I can get a good win with. It's really great. But what Gaga did, the choice that she made was to make these products at a lower price point so that they could be sold on Amazon because she knew that her fans were going to want a piece of this and she wanted to make it super accessible to them. So that's a whole, you know, talking about authenticity, that's a whole new level of, you know, authentic
0: commitment to your fans that I thought was
1: really, really cool. And, you know,
0: and that's why her fans, I mean, she has some of the most loyal fans on the planet the month the little monsters and she's mother monster and like they and she doesn't let them down I mean I have to say she is she is there for her fans and she gives them what they want and then they wanted that piece and so they're like okay we're you know we're this is a piece that she could give to them and like she gets it that way like I think she's always gotten it and I think I I love her very much but I have not tried any of the products but I you know I I don't know how to do a winged liner. I could write you a story about how to do a winged liner. <laughs> I can't, I, same way. I Would can't blow fun. out my own hair. <laughs> um, but I could do a step-by-step and tell you, um, but you, well, you, you, and so what, what are your hair products? Cause I, I think before we wrap up and I want you to tell everyone where to find you and stuff, but you have the best am hair I right now. Like you have the best hair in the world. It is, I covet it from the color which is your color, to the, the red, the glorious redhead that is Gwen Flamberg, but also the texture, the length, the, I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. So what are you using on it these days? Well, first,
1: thank you for recognizing me as a hair fluencer. I try yes. really hard. You are,
0: you totally are.
1: Um, well, you know, like I think a lot of people right now, I have experienced some hair loss. I think for me, some of it is just age related. Like, unfortunately, you know, I wear my hair, not unfortunately, it's quite fortunate. I believe that I wear my hair really long and I always have. But unfortunately, when your hair is really long, there's a lot of like stress and pressure on the end. So I think I've had like yes. some- and, you know, this year, just working from home, yeah. I've had my hair up in a bun a lot. I work out every morning. That's been one of the silver linings of working from home. Yes. So, you know, I wear a lot of buns and top knots, and I've had some hair loss. So right now, I'm really loving that line, Park Linekin, which okay. I don't know if you guys may have seen um, online, because Ricky Ricky Lake talked about this. I actually had this exclusive interview with her. That was Ooh, just nice. really powerful she experienced serious hair loss almost from like an alopecia and kirk uh-huh. regrew her hair for nine months Ooh. out she had like a full head of hair again and she had like she had shaved her head bald because she couldn't handle looking at all her bald spots um so i've been using Hark liniken i i use um i'm not I, ha- I don't have that much hair loss so I'm not using the hardcore treatment because you need to use that every right. night and wash it out every morning. You guys, I only wash my hair like once every two weeks. Dirty this is secret, true. She's, but... she's,
0: she is not lying, you guys. And it, and That's it's, right. it looks amazing and it doesn't like, thank it's you. Amazing. Like, but thank she you. is, that is not an exaggeration. That is the truth. Not an exaggeration at all. No.
1: So I use the Hark um, Just the moisturizing shampoo, and then I use the treatment conditioner, which is a rinse-out, and then I use, in the shower, the Leonore Grail, there is a Mm. color mask conditioner, which is like a deep conditioner, but I use the shade that's called Natural Copper, and yes, my hair is naturally red, but, you know that color conditioner just deposits a little bit of color and shine so it just brightens up my hair a little bit it makes it really shiny and also like as a redhead i don't have really gray hair like what happens is you start losing pigment in certain hairs and it gets like what i call dead red so that color conditioner just gives everything a boost and it brightens everything up and it just it's my hair color that i had like in my
0: 20s so yeah
1: um, that's all that. I'm about
0: is like rediscovering the former glory of all my. parts. That's it.
1: That's it. <laughs> that's, that's what it. I'm all that's, about. That's it. Right. Like so. I want to
0: look like me, just like just youthful me, and I think that's right. awesome. And whatever you need, whether that's a gloss, a hair colorist, a extension, a thickener, a boob lift, a injection, whatever, all of like it. go for it. If you like, if it. you want to, if you want. Yeah. So and I, I want to. This,
1: um, I, me too. I use the Heart leave-in conditioner when I get out of the shower. And then I've been using the Philip B Drop Dead Straightening Balm for about 15 years. It's the only yeah. product I use um, before I either blow dry my hair or let it dry naturally. For me, it just takes all the frizz out without any weight.
0: Yes. And then I, I, I blow dry my
1: hair with um, the Dyson, um, whatever it's called, Supersonic. Yeah yeah and then I use a flattening iron a straight iron styling iron by GHD and nice. then I use the Harry Josh Pro Tools curling wand then I curl it and this is how yeah. you guys my hair will last for two weeks I know because I spend it's, it's about 45 minutes doing it yeah once a week but with then like all the tools so that it will stay
0: yeah it's so amazing it's miraculous hair
1: and just going um, back, you know, before yeah. we wrap up, I think we might have yeah. to do another episode about this, Abby. But going yes. back to your statement about like just trying to like, you know, get back kind of like, you know, what why I want why I like to look like I looked in my, you know, when I looked younger, let's say my twenties and my thirties. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, I want to look younger, but also it makes me feel that kinds of like unbridled excitement. Yes, that I felt then, and that's I think what I'm always trying to reclaim, and I think yes. you too a little bit. Yes, and so very we have much. to do a whole other episode about like sexual wellness and what we touched on. Oh my god, Clubhouse
0: yes, because
1: I think that that's Absolutely. a really important topic that is really um, in the zeitgeist right now. But I think that um, you know tapping you- into that trend, it's really about um, just kind of like staying young because you feel young and when you feel young you look young
0: and but we have the wisdom of like life and I'm like I love that that I have that but I'm not sorry about it at all and I am grateful to get older and all that stuff but like yeah you don't have to twist my arm to do a whole episode about sexual wellness and vibrators and one hundred suction toys and all that good stuff. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll book you for that one too, for sure. But before I let you go, tell people where they cause they were you're gonna want to follow Gwen because like she gives you the the goods all the time. So where yeah, should people follow guys, you?
1: Please. Well on Instagram I am Gwen underscore beauty and on Twitter I am Gwen underscore us beauty. And you know, follow me on, on Clubhouse. Yeah a clubhouse uh room every tuesday night called pressed about beauty which is about you know beauty and media but also just about some fun you know beauty industry
0: insight and yeah. tips and tricks um, i joined and I think, last Abby, night you're and it was start... so fun yeah. well i think
1: now you're be... you're going to join every week um, yeah
0: it's exciting
1: and i think the clubhouse is a really fun way to kind of have that one-on-one interaction where we can all ask each other questions and stuff um, and of course, guys, please, you know, pick up your Us Weekly every yes. week. Go to usmagazinescom slash stylish. We have some amazing beauty tips and tricks, celebrity insights every week. We talk to the best and brightest of celebrity yes. glam squads on my podcast, Glam Squad Confidential. And you can find that on Apple and Spotify and any place where you listen to yes. your um, iTunes, any place where you get your podcasts and
0: um, we're going to have to have you on soon too, Ab. Yay! That would be so much fun. I would love to. It's so fun. It's such a fun podcast. It's so fun. And also, you learn stuff, you get insider info, but it's also just like a joy to listen to. And even if you don't know Gwen personally, it's a joy to listen to. So, thank you so much for coming on We Have Notes. I love you to the moon and back. You know this. Thanks
1: for having me. I love you more.
0: So thank you so much to Gwen and yeah, definitely follow her for, for all kind of beauty and celebrity beauty and all that kind of good stuff. And I mean, how apt that we kind of like closed it off with a conversation around sexual wellness and that whole boom that's happening. Um, because you know, we love horniness and sex positivity around here. And and when there's a celeb angle, it's even better. Uh, I I said, um, the other day, like it's instead of like investing or launching a tequila brand, um, a lot of cool celebrities are getting into the world of like sexual, sexual wellness and devices. Like Cara Delavine has this Laura DeCarlo line that is excellent. I highly recommend it. Um, they're, they're not cheap, but they are chic and they're great. I can tell you that. Um, and Dakota Johnson is an investor in this other very like cool line, um, called mod that I have not tried, but it looks awesome. And I've heard good things. And then of course we're not in this space without Gwyneth and goop. And obviously they've got their own vibrator out now, but that's been getting a lot of press of course, but, um, they've been selling, uh, vibrators on, on goop for a long time. And, and that's pretty awesome. Like luxury chic. Uh, I've ordered a couple from there. They're, they're great. So, Uh, Yeah, maybe we'll dive into that a little further. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, Follow me and we have notes on Instagram. If you would like to uh, sign up for the weekly uh, newsletter that comes out on Fridays, that's totally free on Substack and rate and review on Apple Podcasts or maybe share the pod with a friend who you think might like it, you know, like maybe one of your chaotic, obsessive ones. We've all got one or we are that one. Uh, Until next week, uh, maybe try some cool front braids like Olivia Rodrigo or a chignon or JLo's dry mask or Selena Gomez's very excellent liquid blush or luminizer. Those are my two favorite things from her Rare Beauty line. And I will talk to you soon.